Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, I'm joined by Susan Barber. Susan is an accomplished executive coach who works with high-performing, high-achieving business leaders. She helps them navigate challenges, build confidence, advance their careers, and achieve success by pushing their boundaries. Susan, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Now, before we jump into more about your business, I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about who you are and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not working. <laughs> oh, that's kind of funny. Uh, I feel like I, I work a little bit more than I used to, um, but it's uh, <laughs> it's all good stuff, so I'm happy to do it. Um, let's see. I live outside of the Chicago area, kind of between Chicago and Milwaukee, and I have three beautiful children and a husband, so those... Four keep me pretty busy on a regular basis. Um, and I like to, uh, run and go walking and just kind of hang out, read books, you know, nothing crazy like that, but just a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, we all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your business journey. How long have you been coaching and what really led you to get into it in the first place? So I've been coaching officially probably about three years or so. I actually uh, spent a lot of years in corporate. And as part of my job, I worked in IT. But on the side, I always found myself doing a lot of things with helping to develop people, starting leadership development things. I started a women's employee resource group. And I found that that was really starting to become more and more of a passion for me. And I knew that at some point corporate wasn't going to be an option that I wanted to stay in. And so I thought, well, let's start this coaching thing. And so I started doing that at night. I took classes, I started coaching people and got my certification. And so when I was able to leave my corporate job and start this full time, you know, I felt like I already had a lot of time under my belt, so to speak, of coaching and understanding what coaching was about. And my focus then just became how to get this business off the ground and start that. Well, everybody who starts a business can attest to the fact that there's a lot of ups and downs when we get into this whole realm of entrepreneurship. So can you tell us about maybe a low point that you experienced while you were getting your business started? You know, I think a low point um, is that it was a big struggle and a big, uh, I guess, mindset change for me. I was used to working for a big corporation, having their credibility and name behind me. And I now had to do this for myself. So it was me standing out there by myself, selling myself. And um, it was just a little bit of a challenge initially, just trying to get organized about what it is I wanted to do, how I wanted to take this forward, how was I going to start marketing myself, and just being willing to put myself out there and be vulnerable was a, was a really big step for me at the at the beginning. So how did you get started with building up that credibility? Well, the first thing I did, I actually took a group coaching class from um, another coach who had already had a pretty successful business off the ground. And so one of the, I guess, uh, homework assignments was to start writing a blog. And so when I started doing that, I just kind of promised myself that I was going to do it every day, uh, at least every weekday. That's my take the weekends off. But I, I write it every day and I have been, it'll be a, a year in October. 
And it's been really interesting for me just to put myself out there to write what I think, to share with other people ideas of how to help themselves be stronger leaders, maybe learn some things around personal development. And I think that's just really been um, a big thing for me to, to just put myself out there and let people see what I'm about. You know, taking that consistent action of writing a blog post every day. I mean, that's something that a lot of people really either they don't have the persistence to keep going with it or they'll get bored with it after a little time. <laughs> but, you know, everybody knows that it does take a whole lot of these little little steps, little bits of consistent action before you can finally feel like you're gaining momentum. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us about maybe a tipping point in your business where you know, maybe you finally started to think, yeah, I'm going to be able to make this coaching thing work. I know. I don't know if they're like one place, I guess, but I have had some really great supporters in the background helping me. And um, I think it's really a challenge sometimes as an entrepreneur, you feel like you're kind of alone doing all this stuff, sending stuff out in the world. And is anybody really listening? And when I started getting feedback from people about what I was writing in my blog and how they wanted to try to help me, it was really interesting to see that happen because, you know, you feel like you're trying to get this thing going and maybe nobody else understands it or is getting it yet. And when they started coming back to me and giving me really great feedback about the blog and what I was doing and how I was really putting myself out there, I thought, okay, you're doing the right things. <laughs> you need to just keep doing it and keep doing it. And, and you're going to see the rewards based on, you know, their feedback and what they're seeing and what other people are saying. So that's a great thing. So a lot of times we really measure our success and, you know, setting a certain goal and then hitting that goal. So what would you say has been your biggest win so far in your entrepreneurial journey? I think uh, just being able to start to see referrals come in on a more regular basis. Um, it's really interesting, you know, the whole in the coaching world, law of attraction seems to happen we, maybe when you least expect it, you send those positive vibes out into the world. And that's really started to turn around for me. And I think that's been a positive. It definitely helps keep me motivated. And maybe those people aren't necessarily a good fit for me. But if I can refer them to other coaches, then I think, you know, I'm still continuing to do what's right for the client. And seeing those people transform and, and grow is has been a great thing for me. So are you a student of the law of attraction? <laughs> well, I like to read about it. Yes. And I think it's an interesting experiment to test it out. <laughs> so <laughs> seeing what you can do and, and if it happens. And so I've shared some of the experiences I have had where, you know, you maybe you're not feeling so motivated one day and you get an email from someone and they say, hey, I'd really like to talk to you about coaching. Well, that just sends you right mm -hmm. back in the positive direction. So. It's like it knows. <laughs> Definitely. So with your referrals, are you consistently asking people to to refer their friends to you? Do you find that nurturing those current and past client relationships is a way that you're able to, to sort of keep yourself in that flow of referrals? I think that definitely helps. Uh, I've done a, f a group program, which I think has also been helpful because it's given some people a different way to work with me. Uh, in addition to one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I think the other thing is just honestly putting the blog out there on a regular basis because I've had some people reach out to me just based on that. Like I saw something you wrote or I heard you on a podcast and what you said really connected with me. So I feel like those, you know, three things are really kind of working in tandem to really mm -hmm. bring referrals in. So when you write your blog, is it something that you just share 
what you've written then on social media and then it just gets around to more and more people and you send it out to your list? Um, how are you really getting people's eyes on that blog? Yeah, so I do do a, uh, a group email to my mailing list every morning and I've tried to do it a little bit differently. So Mondays are frequently asked questions. So I pose a client question and then I answer it. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are kind of free form. So maybe based on an article I've read or TED talk I've seen or quote that I saw uh, or just something that's happening with me that I share with other people. Uh, and then Friday is kind of a recap. So I grab some of the I don't know, different articles and things that I've seen on Twitter that I've saved and I share those with people and then I reshare all of my blogs back out and then any podcasts that I may be on. So it's just a nice recap email for maybe somebody who hasn't seen the things all week that they can come mm -hmm. back and look at that. And then I share that not only with my mailing list, but I share it with LinkedIn, Google Plus. Uh, let's see, what else do I do? Twitter, Facebook, my Facebook page, my personal Facebook. So I've got a lot of different avenues that I push it out because not everybody looks at just one social media and will get it. So I thought mm -hmm. it's best to push it out to a lot. People like to talk about repurposing content. And I find that just the the concept or the thought of I have to be on YouTube and I have to do <laughs> podcasts and I have to do a blog and I have to do a newsletter. And it starts to get overwhelming because that list really doesn't ever end. You could really make a long list of all the places that you could be. So do you like to repurpose that content and use it in different places so you can sort of like you said, spread it around and give people different ways of consuming it. Yeah, I have done so quotes that I've, you know, used in my articles or things that I've shared, maybe just, just kind of inspirational things for people to see. I share those on Twitter, or on Facebook, on mm -hmm. kind of a regular basis or LinkedIn. Um, one of the things that I'm starting to do, which I, and I get completely agree with you with, it can be overwhelming <laughs> for sure. Uh, with the classes that I'm doing or things that I'm putting together for people, I've started to do that more as a using Thinkific as a, a medium to help me send out some kind of self training for people or self classes that they can do on their own time and being able to get the message, but maybe they can't attend a group session that I'm having or a one on one session, but that may work for them in a better way. So those are some things I'm trying to repurpose now. What is that? I don't think I've, I don't know if I've heard of that. Oh, Thinkific. It's, um, so think of it as like, uh, it's similar to like a Coursera or some of these other classes, Udemy that people can sign up for classes. Okay. But this is one where you can load your own videos, your own, you know, attachments that you want to attach. And it's really very simple to use and people can sign up for your class and, go through um, their website to get you signed up and then they just take the class and they get reminders, you know, every week when their content comes out. So it's a really easy way to get additional content out there kind of in more passive way, but allow them to do it on their own time. So this is something that could be considered like an, a, a different um, income stream yeah, yeah, or is it just a different delivery well, method? Well, I guess you could look at it as both. I, I'm planning hmm. to use it as um, a more of a passive income stream and maybe people want to take mm -hmm. the class and then decide that they may be interested in coaching with me or want to take a group class that I'm offering. So I try to market, you know, the multiple areas in which information's out there because I, I have found that people don't all learn the same way and they may not all have the same budgets. And so it may be a way for them to get the content that they're interested in, in a way that, you know, works best for them. 
Right. So speaking of moving into some different areas, what would you say that you're really excited about creating next in your business? Uh, well, I have a new group program that I'm working on with a coach friend of mine. And we are, we did one already. I, I would call that kind of foundational where we focused on people looking at their values and their vision and their goals and where they wanted to take things. And now from a leadership perspective, we wanted to help people understand kind of what helps them become a stronger leader. So looking at executive presence and influence and communication and managing up those types of areas that maybe once you've been a manager for a little while, but you're ready for the next step, you need to really start to focus on. So that's what we're working on now and, and hoping to launch in a couple of weeks. Now, is this the first collaboration that you've done or have you incorporated that in your business before? No, I've done it before. Um, my first class, we actually did that together as well. And um, I have a group of coaches uh, that I meet with every other week and we're all at about the same point in our business. And so we found it to be a good way to help each other stay motivated, share ideas. And so it's kind of like a little mini mastermind for coaches <laughs> that, that right. we have used very effectively and continue to support each other. If we get, you know, some kind of corporate things or something that we may require additional coaching help for, then we can leverage each other for those things. Oh, that's really cool. That's, I think that's a great idea, not only to have people that you can bounce ideas off of, but also to have that collaboration and just be able to refer out extra business and to have a nice little group of people that you can, that you can work with. I think that's a, an awesome idea for coaches to look into finding. Yes. It's been great. So I want to talk a little bit now about what's working right now in business. So one of the things that coaches love to talk about is how they're making a living, whether people like to do just one-on-one -on -one coaching and they just like to have 20 sessions each week and that's what they want, or whether people like to dabble and write a book and have a course and have a group program and do a little one-on-one -on -one and they just like to be creative and try a lot of different things. Where do you fall on that spectrum? How are you generating revenue in your business? Well, primarily right now it's been through group coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, the other piece though that I've added is I've gotten certified in a couple of different assessments recently on DISC and Hogan uh, level one and two. And I have started to be able to sell some disc assessments, which have helped me bring people in with, you know, the, the thought that they take that first and then they can also continue on with additional coaching or join the group coaching program if they're interested. And then, um, be able to leverage maybe the Hogan for more corporate types of things in the future. But that's, mm -hmm. that's primarily where things have gone so far. Um, my hope is like that class that I talked about creating. And I've also started a book off and on and I need to just move forward on it and get that done. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of Hogan before, but I absolutely love DISC. I think that that Taking that assessment really helped me to see where my strengths were and to be able to recognize the things that maybe I'm not that good at. So I need to either hire out or just be aware that I'm going to have to push myself a little harder, especially as an entrepreneur, when you're just one person. You know, I'm, I came in as a refiner and I don't execute well. <laughs> so, so I know that, that I have to push myself a little bit. I can come up with a whole lot of ideas or I can tweak things and, and make them all nice and pretty, but then putting them out there is, is not something I 
excel at. Oh, yeah, we, we all have our strengths. That's the cool thing about that. And I think it's one of the things that I like to do with people from a coaching perspective is help them to get to know themselves first. And I think right. that is something that not everybody has had the opportunity to do maybe in their past careers or jobs. And so I have found it to be very beneficial just as a good level starting point with people. And mm-hmm. then kind of taking that information and saying, now, how does that work with the goals that you have for yourself? What are the things we should focus on? And so I love doing that stuff for myself. And I actually did it on uh, three members of my family, which was also very interesting <laughs> to to <laughs> share with your husband and your children about where their strengths are and they can see right. it in black and white. So it was a very good conversation. Well, you know, one thing that coaches love to talk about, ways to grow their business. Everybody wants to book those discovery calls. So what would you say is your favorite strategy these days for bringing brand new clients into your business? Well, a lot of times I, you know, reach out to people on LinkedIn or whatever, you know, if they're having an anniversary or birthday or whatever, and I just try to share with them a little bit about what I'm doing, maybe send them a link to a recent blog that I think might be helpful to them. And also, you know, just connect with them if they are interested for lunch or, you know, I think that's the the good and the bad thing. You have to be careful not to do a zillion lunches and not not have time mm-hmm. to focus on your business. But I think it is good to connect with certain people on a you know fairly regular basis and just see what they're up to because you never know, you know, if they may need a coach, if they know someone who may need a coach or some kind of leadership development work that they're looking to have done. And I have found that that's actually brought some people to me as well. Just that connection of me sharing what's going on with me has been really helpful because not everybody has time to pay attention to what you may be posting all the time. They may be busy with their own lives. And so it's a good way to just make sure people remember who you are, what you're doing. So is this something that you've worked into, like just something that you do every week? You try to reach out to a certain number of people or do you just sort of do it whenever the mood strikes you? <laughs> or, or like you said, when you notice that someone's having a birthday? Yeah, I, I kind of do that on a regular basis, but I did do something which I think worked fairly well. Well, I sent a note to, I don't know, 50 or so people that I hadn't really talked to recently. And I just said, hey, how are you doing? I'm really, you know, just checking in with you, seeing how things are going in your life. Uh, drop me an email or if you'd like to have lunch, that would be great. Uh, I just wanted to share a little bit about what I'm doing and, and a little hear a little bit about what you're doing. And so I made it, you know, it's very very passive. They don't have to do anything if they didn't want to, but it was a way for me mm-hmm. to just kind of put myself back out in front of people if they hadn't talked to me for a while. And I knew that, you know, some of those opportunities, you just don't know if you're going to get again. And, and it, what was interesting when I did that, three of those people were actually moving out of the Chicagoland area. And so I was able to meet with them before they moved. So it was kind of fun that it just worked out that way. But, uh, you know, things like that, you just can't plan sometimes. And uh, I found those to be really beneficial because I always learn something about what they're doing in their business or where they're going in their mm-hmm. lives. And it's never, never a bad thing. Well, knowing what you know now about building up a successful business, what would you say is one action step that you would recommend coaches take if they're serious about growing a successful business? Or maybe even is there something that you wish you had done first? Yeah, I, I, I get asked this question a lot because I think it's very common for people to follow maybe a certain path. And I probably followed it and wish I would have done something different. But I, you know, thought about you've got to have business cards. You got to have a website. You got to come up with what your name is. And I think all those things are really important, uh, because it does lend some credibility to who you are and what you're doing. And if someone's going to look at hiring you, they're going to be looking at those types of things first. So I think those did make sense. 
but I don't know if I focused enough on marketing as soon as I should have. Um, I kept thinking, you know, I'm trying all these things. I'm going to try new things and see what happens. And, you know, it was a really safe place to be. I could stay in my house and nobody needed to know what was going on other than what I posted, <laughs> but it doesn't bring you clients. And so one of the mm. things that I promised myself was that I was going to start getting visibility. And that may mean going out and, you know, being on podcasts. It may be writing the blog. It may be, um, I did a chamber of commerce event the other night where I just uh, presented my business and, um, my cousin is also a coach and she did hers too. And so it was just a really good way to start getting out with people and, introducing yourself to the world and letting them know what's going on. And, you know, at this point, I don't know if anything will come of it, but I think at this, it was just an opportunity for me to start to put myself out there and let people know what's going on with me. And it may spark something at some point. You just don't know. Right. Well, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, that idea of it, putting things out there for crickets, yeah. you know, or creating in a vacuum, you know, and, and it's easy as people working alone, you know, as entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, it can be really easy to get sort of sidetracked with your computer and just being there and, and creating and doing your thing. But like you said, that doesn't necessarily bring clients right. to you. You actually have to get out <laughs> and talk to people and, and let them know that you have something right. to offer. And I, and I think it depends on your personality style too. Uh, you know, you, I'm probably a little more introverted and, at times than other people. And so, you know, there's a lot of great people that are out there speaking and doing that kinds of stuff to get visibility. And I think that's something I will pursue at some point as well. But for me, I really wanted to focus on podcasts and blogs and those kinds of things because I personally get a lot of, you know, enjoyment out of reading and listening to those and, I can't be the only one. So I know there's a, a billion mm -hmm. other people doing the same thing. And so I wanted to just tap into those markets as well. And, and obviously my own network. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where I think you really have to focus on whatever really speaks mm -hmm. to you. And, you know, I'm the same way. I'm probably one of the biggest introverts and I just don't like being around a lot of people. So, you know, a networking event would just about be the worst thing ever <laughs> for me. And but I really enjoy being here, talking to people right. like you, you know, that's the sort of thing that gives me a lot more energy. And I think if they can recognize that in themselves, what is it that really does make you feel good versus what makes you want to just go home and lock yourself in your room? <laughs> right. Don't right. do that. You know, do the one that makes you feel good, even if it's not what everybody else is doing. You know, we don't have to do every single marketing strategy there is. We really can just focus on the ones that, that make us feel I great. I totally agree. And I think it's important, too, the one piece that you said is just you don't have to copy everyone else. And you also don't have to compare yourself to everyone else. You know, just because they're at a different mm. point doesn't mean you won't get there, too. It just may mean you're taking a different path to get there. And I try to just focus on what I think is important and where I want to spend my time and what makes me happy and really what I think is going to be the best thing for me in the long run. Yeah, that's great advice. You know, Susan, this has been so good and I've really learned a lot so far. And I would love it now if we could finish up with the final five rapid fire questions. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Uh, honestly, I, I am a former technology person, so I worked in IT for over half of my career. And so it's been one of those things that I love trying to find ways to automate in my business and connect different tools that will help me be more streamlined and help 
things be more automated. So I think that is one of the things that's really been most helpful to me. And I've been trying to share those ideas and thoughts with other people who maybe, you know, are are a little challenged in that space. Yes, definitely. Uh, What is one quality that you think every successful coach needs to develop? They need to be able to listen. Uh, I think that's one of the hardest things, especially if you've been a mentor for other people in the past. It's really easy to give advice. And coaches mm-hmm. need to be really good at listening and not just, you know, I hear you say the word, but it's really asking more questions about what does that mean for you? Because just because you use a word and I think I know what it means doesn't necessarily mean that's what you meant by it. And I think it's uh, something that it's a really... um strong skill that people who are coaches need to learn and get really good at because there is so much that people are trying to say, but may not have the right words yet. Yeah, I love that. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. I'd say one of the biggest turning points book-wise was probably The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Uh, For me, that helped me really see that I didn't have to be perfect that there are a lot of great qualities I have. And, and I actually took her little class she did through Oprah's site at the time. And that was mm-hmm. super fun because it allowed me to prove to myself that I did have a bit of a creative side, even if I didn't think I did. And uh, I really, really enjoyed that. That class was, I think, 12 weeks or something, one for each chapter. But it was um, it was really life-changing. I really found that, that I learned a lot about myself and I wouldn't have necessarily thought that a class like that could have done that. But it was really a great book and a great way that she got the information out and got people to see how they could be different if they wanted to be. Now, give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use and that you couldn't do business without. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, as a T- IT person, that's really hard because I have so, so many. Um um, I honestly use, I, I would say every day I use OneNote. Um, I don't know, you know, some people like Evernote, some people like, you know, just typing in Word or whatever. But for me, um, OneNote has been really, really helpful because I can be on my phone. I can be on the computer. I put my blogs in there every day. I save articles in there every day, business ideas that I have. So I have a bunch of different notebooks that I save information in. And it's just really helped me be able to jot down ideas whenever I have them and and use that. But I I obviously have a ton of other tools that I use that are on my website. If anybody has interest in what else I'm using, they can go to my website and take a look at that too. Well, speaking of website, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on the most? And give us your web address. So my uh, website is susanmbarber.com. And I am on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Google Plus. <laughs> so Twitter, you name it, I'm probably on there. Um, I don't do as much on Instagram yet. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, but I am on Snapchat as well. So I think it's a uh, I'll send you a list of the links and you can feel free to share them or people can get them off my website. Well, I will get all of those links and the recommendations onto the show notes page. Susan, this has been such a good conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.